You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. What's up, boys and girls, and welcome back to another episode of Buy, Hold, Sell, and Avoid. This is round 22. I'm Andy, your host, and it's coming up to the end game now. So trades are scarce, and options are even more so. So hopefully these two professionals can help us find the diamonds in the rough. Uh, we'll bring in pro number one, not pro E. Uh, Carl, mate, how are we today? Yeah, I'm going uh, really good, mate. I've got a few days off work now, so I'm looking forward to it, but I don't know what you're talking about when you talk about trades. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say <laughs> the other thing, bro. <laughs> uh, and pro number two, Professor Rob. How about yourself, mate? Yeah, so I did follow through on those two trades I mentioned last week. So brought in Tedesco Murray, and they performed quite well. Uh, we do have one trade left, and we've got 20 green dots, just the one red dot, Mitch Barnett, who I will actually talk about a little bit later on because I think we've actually got a question on that Barnett situation. But I do have a trade. I'm probably going to store it for one more week, so I've at least got one for the show next week. Jeez, it must be nice. Must be nice. I'd much rather have a better rank in no trades, though. <laughs> true, true. But look, you, you'll definitely catch me. And we'll look, see. and back for a, a round two, we've got Lebo Louis. How are you, mate? You happy well. to be back? Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, everyone can hear me this time. Oh, you definitely sound a lot better now. We'll see when the record comes out before we give you shit again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be back. No, lovely to see your head. Uh, Robbo, do you want to sort of give us a spill of, of the articles the boys have brought out this week? Yeah, for sure. So this week, it's a bit thinner on the ground for TalkingLeaguePod.com at the blog. So I did a last version of Quick Tap before a special edition of the Mikado, which will come out next week. Expect an article from Riley later this week about three pod captions. Uh, so yeah, if you want your written content from Talking League, it's at TalkingLeaguePod.com. Lovely. Now, before we get into the buy, hold, sell, avoid section... I'd still lovely, uh, like to thank everyone who's putting reviews out on Apple and Spotify. I'm a Spotify man. Uh, what about you guys? Are you Apple or Spotify? Apple. Kyle? Apple sucks. Spotify. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Louie? Yeah, I'm with you, Spot- Spotify. That's a bloody good rapid bounce first off. Another do rapid bounce as Spotify wins. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, God, listen, it's really, really appreciated all the comments you, um, that you sort of um, supply and the ranking. So, look, it's good. Means a lot and it goes a long way. So, all right, let's get into buy, hold, sell, sell, avoid. First off the list, we'll go with we'll go with Ruben Cotter. So, six hundred seven hundred sixteen k, five point six percent owned. Really coming to his own this year, hasn't he? But um, is he someone we're looking to to get back into our team, Kyle? Is he a buy or is he the avoid? Yeah. yeah, look, he's only he's um only owned by one person in the top hundred and only one point nine in the top. 1,000. You know, he's starting again in the prop role, which is a really good sign. And I actually was just watching uh, an interview with Toddy Payton not long ago, and he said that uh, Rubes is probably um, going to be getting re- uh, 
uh, uptick in minutes this week, so 60 to 65 minutes. So we know when he gets those big minutes, he's got that that one PPM. So, you know, he's going to be a really good uh, guy for the run home if um, if he gets those big minutes. So, you know, I think you can bank on him, you know, giving you 50 plus every week if he's going to be getting those decent minutes. You know, I've got no problem for anyone that wants to get Cotter. Um, as I said, I think he's going to be a safe 50 every week. I'd definitely go Cotter if you need a backup hooker, that's for sure. And you don't have the coin to go for someone like a Grant or a Cook. Noting the amount of good mids everyone has, I think he's probably on par with a lot of them. Unless you're looking to possibly upgrade someone like uh, Cam McInnes, maybe Josh Jackson, or even if you've got enough traits, probably someone like Tohu Harris. Uh, I think you're probably five or ten extra points on on those three guys. Um, so I think he's a really good option, and I think he's a a, a buy if you if you're looking to upgrade one of your not so uh, highly rated mids. Well, speaking of Harris, he's actually is one of the options that's coming up. So we might just go to him next. He's six hundred eighty nine k's and hasn't really been been performing the best. I think you're right when you say if you've got plenty of trades, but twelve percent owned. So there's a fair few people own to, to Harris. I can't say that they're very happy with him. But uh, Robo, do we sell him or do we, is he a bit of a hold depending on trades? Well, it's actually quite interesting with Tohu Harris at the moment because I think he's really come on the radar as a result of his score last week. He scored a 44, which if you look at the stat sheet, the thing that really stood out was his run meters were only at 61 and all the previous weeks before that, he was up in the triple figures. And you know, not to make light of the Warriors situation in the game against South Sydney, but they did spend a lot of time behind the post and without the football on Sunday, uh, Saturday, which... As you know, you can't really accrue run meters if you, your team doesn't have the footy. And obviously with those, Tohu is not not a not a bad runner of the ball in terms of getting the odd tackle break or off offload. So to get 44 when your team gets absolutely warped, I don't think is the end of the world. And you know, his five-round average is 56.6. His three-round average is 50. And I would suggest he's probably going to finish these last four weeks averaging somewhere in there. So I don't really think that you know he's a must-sell because he's quite a passable player and Touch wood, he doesn't get another injury. He's going to be an okay scorer for you down the run. So for me, he's very much a solid hold. He would only be a sell if you've got the luxury of looking at him and going, he's my 17th best player, at which point I'd probably be asking you why you're actually asking me for advice because you've probably got a team value of 14 100%. million and you're probably somewhere in the top 10. So for most coaches, Tohu Harris is going to be a hold. Uh, nice. Look, I think hopefully next year he comes back to Tohu of old, but you never know. It might be done. It might be done and dusted. We'll see how we go. Who knows? Another mid slash edge combo. We've got Josh Curran. So plays in the same team as, as Tohu Harris. Uh, a lot cheaper and is back at lock in that lock position where he's known to rack up the points. He's only 5.6% owned. Um, Kyle, is he a, a buy or is he an avoid? Uh, look, you know, back to lock, which which is a good sign for not only him and fantasy, but for the Warriors in general, he's a good defender in the middle. And when you pair him up with uh, Tohu Harris, they, they do shore up that middle uh, defence quite well. With Jazz Tavanga out, I think he's probably a a, a lock in that position. Um, and because Aaron Penn is definitely not a starting 13, he's probably not a starting prop either. So for Josh Curran, we know he's a bit of a gun and, and he's already shown it this year. His historical average at 70 minutes, he averages at 55. Um, 52 of those points are base stats. So you, you're not really going wrong there. In 2022, he's averaged 59.2 at lock when playing 70-plus minutes, and that's a 53.6 in base. So it kind of speaks for itself, really, if you are looking for someone a little cheaper but with really good pedigree. Um, I think he's a better option than Nat Butcher as well. 
Nepocha is 27k more, but as long as he's getting that 70 minutes plus, um, I think he's the better option. But I, and I think he will do that as well. Um, and as I said, he's a nice, he's probably a, a guy, someone nice to upgrade from someone like an Ezra Mam or even Xavier Savage if you've got the coin and trade to do so. It's not too much of a jump, but in terms of a points gain, it's huge. You know, 10, 15, 20 points, maybe even more than that um, on most weeks. So I think he's a really good little pot option and solid for 45, 50 most weeks home if, if you're looking to upgrade some of those players I talked about before. So I think he's a buy if you're upgrading um, one of those players. Yeah, it, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, <laughs> I just had a bit of a, a cricket in my throat there. But yeah, I think he he's gun. I would have thought Butcher would have been a good um, buy, but to say he's he's cheaper as well. It's which is quite gunning, and I think that might actually come up in rapid bounce. Might be a bit of a teaser there. <laughs> so, you know, so, um, another player on our list. So this one would have been the perfect um, segue for Cotter. But I've decided to. You guys were stitched me up last week, so I had to change that a bit. <laughs> but uh, we got Reese Robson at 735k, 6.5% ownership. Uh, congratulations for those who picked him up when he was 500k in the season. Well done. But I don't know. Is he someone who we can purchase, or is he more of an avoid, uh, Robbo? Oh, well, he's a buy on the surname alone. But uh, if we're looking at his fantasy potential, He's just been that player the past couple of years and you know, people who have been playing the game for a while would know that he's always had the potential to be a great scorer. He's just never been given the opportunity to be given you know, a big starting role, whether that be in the middle at lock or at hooker. And uh, under Hoptob, he's finally got that this year. When he's played 70 minutes, which he's done on 15 occasions this year, he's averaged 57.3. There is five tries in there, which, look, some people might say is in a flight of tray, right? But when you're playing for the second best team in the comp under a pre Decent forward pack, you're going to get those opportunities to scoot out from dummy half and dive over the line. So I think he may not necessarily average as high as that for the rest of the season, but I could easily see a nice mid-low 50, so somewhere between like a 53 and a 56, which is obviously not too bad at 735. So you're basically getting what you pay for there. He's competitively priced as a result. I guess one thing we have heard, though, from the fantasy community is a lot of concern about round 25 and that game against the Panthers of whether there's actually going to be anything on the line in that game. I think the Sharks will probably keep up their winning streak, which is great news for TK, and I think they will be pushing hard for that second spot, which will cause the Cowboys, who have got some tough games coming up, to probably field a decent team in that. And I would assume that Reese Robson will probably be a part of that. So wouldn't necessarily be too concerned about that. So you got him, obviously, holding because he's scoring great and will continue to score great. But I'd say it'd only be a buy where you really feel like you must have a second hooker and Harry Grant or Ruben Cotter aren't really your go-to because I think Reese is probably a little bit more robust than those two players. Obviously, the hamstring risk there for Cotter and Harry Grant loves to get a random injury every now and then. But uh, in terms of players that have got him, certainly hold on to Reese Robson. Well, I think he, he actually might even uh, benefit from Ruben Cotter coming back into the team. You know, that line speed in the middle where Cotter brings uh, um, coming off the off his forward runs, just that small forward, like a Murray-like quick play the ball. I think Robson can really sort of take ownership of that running game. So Yeah, absolutely. And plus, you know, you've got him and Tamalolo. And I think Luciano Lu is quite good as well, sometimes at dragging in a lot of defenders and getting them out of the line. I think he's going to really benefit uh, from playing behind all those uh, forwards. And Jordan McLean's back this week as well, I believe. So again, pretty much full strength for the Cowboys. Yeah. I'm very lucky if, you, if, you, if you're an owner. Um, well, another hooker. This is a pretty, pretty easy segue, but uh, this one sort of come come out of nowhere. Didn't really um, hit the blocks running, but he's certainly scoring well now. J 
Jaden Braley. So he's 609K, very, very low ownership at 5% owned. So naturally, it's due to maybe everyone thinking the night's not going too well or they didn't have any trades like a few of us on the podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is he someone you're willing to take a punt on, Kyle? Oh, I, I won't because I got no trades. But um, <laughs> but uh, hypothetically, hypothetically, let's just say yeah, two trades. <laughs> no, so now nah, for me, so I listened to the obviously uh, the podcast from last night, and Cor- I think Corby hit it on the head. As you said before, Andy, you know people are probably a little bit skeptical about the way the nights are going, and I actually agree. And I don't, I I I wouldn't pick him up even if I did have trades. He scored fifty. Yes, he scored fifty-five and sixty in the last two outings against the Bulldogs and the Tigers bottom four sides, along with Newcastle and the Warriors. Um, but in the other three games against the Rabbitohs, okay, yes, it was his opening game, 40 minutes for 36 points. And then against two fairly good defensive sides in the Seagulls and Roosters, he scored 37 and 28. Um, it's his 100th game this weekend. <laughs> um, I don't know. He might score... Meat pie points. That might yeah, make might, might score a meaty. <laughs> um, I just, I just think these. It doesn't really scream buy to me, especially at this time of year when you probably want to rely or when you want and rely on high scores. Um, I just don't know if Brayley's going to consistently give it to you, like others um, around his price probably could or would. Um, I'd be probably looking at someone more like Adam Dewey or Nat Butcher or Josh Curran for that price. I probably wouldn't go near Jaden Braley just for the fact that obviously he is coming back from that injury and the Knights aren't going that well. Let's hope he's a little bit cheaper to start next year and he could be a, a nice option to start the year off with. So he's nice. an avoid. An avoid. Yeah, I think it's too risky of a play for him. Like you said, he might get defensive points, but with any Knights player towards the end of the season. I, I've got a draft team and I'm struggling. I picked up three Knights plays this week, and it's a knockout. So, yeah, I'm, I think I'm done. <laughs> did, you get, did, you pick up, did you pick up Matt Croker? No, no, definitely not. I'm not that desperate, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, speaking, our last player is also a, a bottom four dweller. Uh, one of the shining lights in the Tigers team, might I add, uh, but Joe Offengowie, um, mate, absolutely kill. I'm cracking, I'm killing, I'm cheering I picked him up a couple of weeks ago uh, when he was scoring well. Went back to the prop and I was a bit worried, but with that Jackson Hastings out, surely he could be a bit of a good option. But 761K, 4.1% owned. Uh, is he, obviously, I'm going to hold him because I have got no trades, but hypothetically, Rob, if you had two trades, would he, he be someone you're looking at over a cotter? It's actually an interesting comparison there. Now, in terms of Joe, he was actually a player I spoke about in my debut on the pod, uh, pre-round 17, and I don't really think my thoughts have changed too much to him in the sense he's priced there or thereabouts where we could expect him to finish up the rest of the season. So uh, that probably gives away most of what I'm about to say. But in terms of his average for the season, 54.3, five-round average of 58. So I'm expecting him to land somewhere in there. So that's quite good. So if you don't have the budget to go all the way up to one of those elite players, I wouldn't be against someone you know using one trade to bring in off Van Gowie. But where he probably lets some coaches down, if you're looking to take some risks in terms of going up the ranks, he's got a relatively high ownership percentage or a high relative ownership percentage of the top 100, top 1K and top 5K. So if you're looking for pod potential and you're looking to you know go past players, 
buying a play that's relatively high owned in those spaces probably isn't going to do it for you. So yeah, look, don't get me wrong. He's a solid purchase. Uh, but I think in that bracket, there's probably other plays that I would look to target given how high he owned he is. But you know, if you is your only option, I've got no issue with uh, you buying him, but obviously hold him if you got him because he's going to do great. Nah, nice. Nah, very well done. Well, that's round 22 buy, hold, sell, avoid segment done for, for this week. Um, geez, there's not many left. <laughs> what are we going to do two plays next week? We'll see how we go. <laughs> Just do rapid bounce the whole entire episode. <laughs> maybe we will. Maybe we will. All right. We'll bring in Lebo Louis for our news and injury report. How you going, Louis? Take it away. All right. Thanks, Andy. So a couple of big news stories from round 21. So Pine, he's got a, a rib injury and he's going to miss this week's game for Canberra. Barnett's out, requiring surgery on his thumb. Uh, for anyone who brought in Aaron Booth, unfortunately, his season is over. He injured ACL, PCL, and MCL. Jerome Hughes is out this week, so he won't be taking on Penrith. And uh, Ricky Stewart's been suspended for one week and fined $25,000 <laughs> calling James Salmon a weak gutted dog. Rough. <laughs> um, oh. Some big ins for this week. Kikau has been named in the reserves, and he could come in versus uh, the Storm. Olam's back from COVID, and Nick Meany has been named at fullback, pushing Munster back to six. For the Warriors, Aitken is back at the second row, and Egan's back at hooker. Fatella Mariner for the Dogs has been named at lock. Big Ruben Cotter has been named to start at prop. Fanukin's back for the Sharks, which does push McKins to the bench. Clemmer's back for the Knights after his suspension. Uh, for Canberra, Savage is named at fullback. Gula's going to replace the Pine in the starting lineup, and Hallsborough is back on the bench. Now, I was having a look at Hallsborough last week. He was playing New South Wales Cup. He played 76 minutes, scored Ooh. 89 points. Damn. Now, I'm not saying to go and buy him, but if, you've been, if he's been sitting in the emergencies for a while and you're waiting for him to come back, let's just hope he can score big for you. Uh, so can I get a uh, just a warning event? Louis did pick him up in draft, and that's probably the reason why. Draft <laughs> <Well>, warning. <laughs> Great scouting, though, for your draft team, though, Louis. I just this one's just come in, Louis. Um, Panthers Talon May has been ruled out due to shoulder injury, and Taruva on, is going to be on the wing. Oh, okay. So he he played last week, didn't he? Came off the bench. Yes, he did. Yeah, who first debut? Wasn't it? Good to see how he goes this week. Um, for Ramsey for the. For the Dragons, it looks like he's been he's, he has been named in reserves, but it looks like he might be taken over. And by at fullback, um, and Aaron Clark has been named at hooker, uh, so no more um, experiment there at lock. But so Toby Sexton might come back at halfback for the Titans. That oh, nice, cool. uh, very very. That was a lot um, more informative than the last one. I think we I, I did definitely stitch you up last time <laughs> with, with the, the news and injuries. <laughs> uh, look. That's the news injury report done. Let's go with rapid bounce. Um, I think Robbo, we're going to do a bit differently here, so we're going to have a winner every time. So, Robbo, we'll take it away with you first. We need to do your two. For sure. Let's start with the first one. So we've got a very timely issue because these two plays line up against each other this week. In fact, they will be completely opposite each other uh, on the opposing Ooh. teams. So on Friday night at Parramatta Stadium, Sean Lane versus Kayon Kolomatangi. I'm going to start with you, Andy. Who would you go with? Lane. Laney, Laney. 100%. I just, he's, four, I think he's like the sixth best uh, edge player at the moment. I think he will continue to do the same. Continue on the paratrend. Louis, what do you reckon? Yeah, look, I, look, it is close, but I think Lane, he's been more consistent, I think, compared to Kolomatangi. And they're at playing at home, and it's a big game for Parramatta this week, so I think they will, will do well. And Kyle? Yeah, I'll go Sean Lane as well. He's been more consistent, and I think he's going to find himself another white line. 
<laughs> he loves a massive line, and that's why it's going to be a 4-0 for Sean Lane. He has been much better this season than Kane McCollum-Atoni, which pains me to say. This one's a little bit different. This is the $1.5 million challenge. We've got two combos here. Which one's going to score the best for you for the rest of the season? So combo one, Munster at 811 k with Tohu at 689 or Matt Burton, 670k. Oh, sorry, seven. 760k with Payne Haas at 740k. Start with you, Kyle. Uh, I'm going to go with Burton and Haas. Louis? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Burton and Haas as well. I'm going Money Munster without Hughes with Manny back. I think Munster's going to take ownership. And Tohu, like you said, poor score last week to come back with a good score this week and, and pay his own as well. And before I decide, Cole, I think you had something to add there. Nothing at all. <laughs> Except to glow in the fact that you won because I'm going to go Burton and Haas as well. <sighs> you dogs. You're weak, got it. All right, uh, Kyle, you can go next, mate. Get your two up. Yeah, sweet as. Right, we'll start with the wing fullbacks. Scott Drinkwater or Ruben Garrick? Andy. Oh, I'm going to go drink water because the Manly is out of contention. I think um, Drinky will probably, with the full team back, he'll go well. Nice, Louis. Yeah, I'll go drink water as well. Um, just don't see Manly playing that well for the rest of the season. I think yeah, that's it. The season's done for them. And uh, Jason. Jamie Brown, I mean Ruben Garrick. Uh, I do own Ruben, and I think he'll be a little bit better this week against and, the Titans. Mm, yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm actually going Ruben Garrick as well. Oh, 50-50. Here we I go. I think. I think. Uh, I think Manly are due to bounce back, and I think they're going to start winning a few more games to try and push a uh, final push for the top eight. And your other one? Um, this one is a captain choice. We've got. Safety number one, Nico Hines versus the Tigers, or Cam Murray versus the Eels? Jason. I'm captaining Cam Murray for the rest of the season. <laughs> BGs. That's some. Andy. Ball. Sorry, I just had to try and catch Jason's balls. They're so massive. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, go, uh, I'll go safety with Hines. I'm, I messed up with Cook last week and it hurt me. So Hines against Tigers it seems delectable. Ooh, Louis. Yeah, I'm going to have to say Hines as well. I'm captain him this week, so let's stick with Hines. Sorry, Jason, but I'm going Hines as well, just for <laughs> the safety factor this week. I've been burnt last week with Cook as well. Yeah, oh, that's fair. And he plays, the, he plays the Tigers as well, so he could ton up. Not, uh, next could, up. not could, will. <laughs> uh, next up, Louis, we're going to go your two now, mate. Uh, yep. All right. Well, I've got two gun sensors here. Are we going to go Joey Manu or Valentine Holmes? Robbo. Going to go with Joseph Manu. He's been much more consistent this year, and a head knock to Kiri could see him back at six. Kyle? Yeah, I definitely lock in my fever favourite Kiwi brother, Joey Manu. And I carve up for the rest of the year and carve up during the finals and then carve up for the Kiwis. And Andy? I'm going to go Manu purely because I own him in my, my team, <laughs> and, I, and I hope he scores well. All right, 4 0 <laughs> for Manu then. Um, oh, and nuts. look. Some brotherly, brotherly rivalry. Uh, we've got the hookers here, Blake Braley and Jaden Braley. Who would you pick? 
I would go, I think I'm going to go Jaden. I'm just going to back his two last scores um, and go against exactly everything that Kyle said um, in his analysis of him. Cheers, bro. <laughs> I'm going to go Jaden Braley. I think Blake, Blake Braley's had three Simbins this year. And Kyle? Uh, I'm going to go Blake Braley because he plays in a better team. He's better in the attack and he matches his brother in defence. So I think that's what tips him as his attacking prowess. You know what? I'm with you, Kyle, because I think the Sharks' run home is much better and Newcastle had done, they done about two months ago. But yeah, <laughs> Blake for me. Sweet. Oh, nice. Last one. Oh, I've got the last one. Uh, so this one did come up earlier. It's Curran versus Butcher. Uh, we'll go with you, Louis, first. I reckon, just based off the teams, I reckon Butcher, because the Roosters still need to win games. Um, he's definitely going to keep that spot for the rest of the season. And for Curran, I mean, he's a gun, don't get me wrong, but I just don't see where the um, motivation is going to come from. Okay, Kyle? I'll stick with my boy Curran. I spoke highly of him earlier, and I'll continue to speak highly of him, not only because it's Josh Curran, but it's the Warriors too. <laughs> okay, Robbo? <laughs> Josh Curran, I think he will get that big minute lock roll for the rest of the season, and he has a TV show, A Current Affair. <laughs> What's on this I'm show? Have, I'm going to go The Butcher. Uh, I haven't got any TV shows that are going to link up with him. But, his, name's, uh, his name's an occupation. That's got to count for something. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> the, the Iron Chef, I don't know, Butcher. We'll go that one. So that's 50-50, I think, that one. Uh, and his last one, a bit of a, an out there one. I'm going to go... This is underneath 500k. So it's Reese Walsh or Tex Hoy. We'll go with Robbo first. I'll go with Reese Walsh. I think he's got a lot more to play for in the sense that he probably sees the way that Selwyn Cobo's been playing at the Broncos. And if he wants the one jersey next year, he's going to have to pull his proverbial out. Okay, Louis. Yeah, actually, quite similar to Robbo. I don't think Hoy's playing for anything. You know, Ponga's going to come back and take his spot. So probably Walsh. Kyle. Yeah, I think you guys have answered it all. Walsh, obviously, trying to play for that one jersey at the Broncos next year. And Hoy's off to Super League, so what's that telling you? Well, I'll tell you what it is telling you. I'm picking up Hoy. Uh, I would be it's choosing dropped. Hoy. But only because I did pick him up in draft, and I need him to score big. So I'm just backing him 100%. You can do it. You you're my, hey, you're my boy. You're my boy, Hoy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right, so after all that, let's get to some questions before we go over time here. Uh, this one's from, oh, I didn't actually do that. So Michael Dalla Vecchia, one trade left, best trade for this dud. I love my cows and Toddy, Teddy? Oh, Toddy Payton, sorry. But I must say there are fancy killers this year, 654K in the bank, including Lolo. Head-to-head KO this week, best trade. Also, Burton versus Warriors for a sneaky pod captain. Robbo. We'll start with the last part of that. I am chucking the VC on Burton this week because he plays early, so I don't mind that. I think that's a nice out-of-the-box option, and we've seen that Burton can go big, so hopefully that works out for you, Michael. In terms of your situation there, look, you know, I agree in terms of the way Lolo's gone this year. They're managing his minutes because they need to manage that monster contract he's got, so it's probably been quite annoying owning him. But you pointed out there, Michael, it's your last trade, so I would be reluctant to sell him because knowing your luck, You'll sell Lolo, he'll score an okay score this week at like a 51 or something like that. And then you'll have a much more expensive slash more valuable player go down with injury and be a red dot for the rest of the season. So I'd probably hold off. But if you were going to go ahead and sell him, you've told us you've got a budget of 654K. And ironically, the best player 
for you is the player that's the most expensive in that price bracket in that he's at 649k Tino Fasasua Malawi he's 0% owned in the top 1k and 0.36 in the top 5k I think he's going to be very important for the Titans for the rest of the season and he's actually proved this year he can actually be you know a reasonable fantasy scorer so if you want a luck box option go for him other alternatives you've got are Nat Butcher and Jaden Braley I'm making the assumption that you've already got Adam Dwayhe, but if you don't, he would obviously be number one. Nice. All right. Next up, we've got Peter Edwards. This one's for you, Kyle. Last trade. Only got Robson. Who is a better second trade hooker? Cook, Cotter, or Grant? I would definitely go Cook if you've obviously got the coin for him. But in saying that, uh, something similar that came up on last night's pod, you've got one hooker that's running well. He's not injured. He's playing 80 minutes. Maybe just hold the trade if Robson does go down, then trade him. But I think the smart idea at this time of the year, you've got that one valuable trade. I would hold it for now and just uh, and use it if there is injury cover. Or sorry, if you need it for injuries, because it, it is going to happen somewhere along the line. Lovely. That's a good advice there. Uh, Mike Patterson is asking, how long is Hughes out for? Uh, and should he go Hughes to Munster, Robbo? So I believe with Jerome Hughes, we're looking at anywhere between one to three weeks. I think it will most likely be the two weeks that he will be out. But even aside from that, I think trading Jerome Hughes out is uh, music to my ears. Don't get me wrong. Uh, not revealing in the fact that he got injured on the weekend, but he just hasn't been fantasy relevant this year. And we spoke about it earlier on this show uh, you know, about five or six weeks ago that he's just not doing the business in the way that the 2022 game's been played from an NRL fantasy perspective. So if you can bring in Munster or Hughes in one trade, go for it. <laughs> if you need to do multiple trades, like there's a cash down required and you know the upgrade up to Munster, I might be hesitant to buy him and be tempted to go for you know like a Dylan Brown if you can do that in one trade. But if you've got the cap room to go Hughes to Munster in one, I would certainly be pulling the trigger on that one, Mike. Nah, great advice. I'd say you get money Munster in for Hughes. <laughs> Jeez, well, well done. Uh, Louis, this one's for you, mate. Uh, this is from Jamie Clark. Got a sneaky draft question. Who would you play out of Coruscant and Robson this week? Bit funny, actually, because in my draft, I had these exact two hookers and I traded one out. <laughs> so we lost. interesting to know your answer, Louis. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, so Coruscant up against Storm and Robson against the Roosters. Mm. Uh, let's just go with the, I guess, the home team. We'll go Coruscant. I think they're playing at home. And, uh, yeah, the Cowboys are away. So, yeah, Coruscant for me. Yeah, that hurts because um, I definitely traded him out. That's I traded him for Talakai and he's been going absolutely horrendous. So, uh, yeah, got def- scammed. Definitely want a tear in my eyes every now and then. <laughs> uh, this is another, a, a fantasy legend. We've got uh, Jared Luck. How you going, mate? Uh, Kyle, this one's for you. What is the quickest and easiest way to delete the app? <laughs> so um, I think instead of deleting the app, why don't you go to the uh, Talking League website and buy yourself a delete app phone case. As soon as you receive it, chuck it on the phone and you might have automatically deleted the app off your phone if you can't find it. <laughs> While we're speaking of uh, of the, the Rugby League merch, um, don't go to the Talking League website. Go to rugbyleaguemerch.com instead. That's where you'll find the uh, the merchandise. My bad. My bad. <laughs> uh, but you can still, like I said, we're not running any comps. Uh, 
uh, this week. But like you said, you can still win because you can get some quality gear with some funny faces and funny stats and all our sort of sayings. And my personal favourite is the beer coolers by four, and it's a little bit cheaper. Um, definitely cool your beer and help your hand, especially in this winter time. You don't want a, a cold hand and a cold beer. So no, definitely go that. And like you said, the proceeds go to the Men of League Foundation and also competition for you guys. So it's a win-win. Uh, next up, we've got Morgan Jones. Barnett to butcher leaves me no trades. So worth it or not, Robbo? It's a great question from Morgan because my team is in a very similar predicament as I alluded to at the start of the show. So I think the way you attack the situation, Morgan, it really depends on what your squad looks like and what is your alternative scorer to Barnett. So what I mean is who's your 18th man and who's your 19th man. So for me, I've got Reed Marnie as an 18th man and Brandon Smith as a 19th man. So the drop down probably isn't really that larger. And ironically, Brandon Smith actually scored the same as Mitch Barnett last week. Uh, so if you've got a similar situation, let's just say you've got like an Isaac Tungo or a Brandon Smith as someone that you could probably plug in for a week, it might be worth just waiting a week and copying that score or even just previewing because you know those sort of plays play early in the round. Just seeing what that score is, if it's not too bad, just cop it for one week because, you know, as we mentioned in Michael's question, the time you use that trade will be the week after you'll have another player go down with a significant injury and it might potentially be a much more influential player that's worth a lot more money and you know much more highly owned so if you're in a boat where you're looking at say a Moses and Bio Jason Saad coming into your side you'd probably be inclined to use that trade on on a Nat Butcher or Jane Braley or Josh Curran or someone like that but the thing is with the price difference between Butcher and Barnett you can probably wait a week if you've got a decent scorer because Butcher's about 570 at the moment. Even if he has a great score, he's probably going to be the exact same price as Mitch Barnett next week. So you'd still be able to do that trade anyway. So hopefully that answers your question there, Morgan. But essentially, it really depends on what your cover is in terms of who comes into your team if you don't make a trade. Uh, good advice. Good, solid advice. Uh, next up, we've got Jordan Gibbons. Kyle, this one's for you. Harris to Grant. Otherwise, running the gauntlet with Cook. And he's got Booth, who's out. Uh, with that horrible knee injury. Have a few edges for cover, four trades left. Yeah, I said earlier well, on about... Well done with four trades left. Yeah, I reckon. Um, I was uh, saying before that I thought Harris was a hold. With four trades left, it just you're probably only gaining about maybe five or five points if you pick up Harry Grant. It's a bit of a funny one. It's kind of a bit of a 50-50 because, as I said, with the four trades, you probably can't afford to go to Harry Grant and have your backup hooker. But I think you're probably only going to gain maybe maybe five points a week. If not, it's going to be nick and nick. So for me, I know you've got the four trades. If there's any other way you could get him without trading out Torhu Harris, I think it's probably a better option. If not, hold those trades because four trades is going to be real, real handy for we know there's going to be injuries. And like this week, guys getting rested or with minor injuries. And we've talked about guys that are possibly going to be rested around 25. So I think I think it's a bit sideways and I think it's a waste of trade. So I think you hold those four for the run home. Uh, lovely. And we'll go last but not least. <laughs> Dale McKay must be very, very frustrated. But uh, Robbo, I know you had some talks here before earlier, but Dave McHenry asked, when does next season start? I'm assuming he's already deleted the app. So uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts? Can you help Dale out? Yeah, well, that's really unfortunate for Dale. So usually with NRL Fantasy, we get most of the team price previews and the like before Australia Day. So for those who aren't based in Australia, Australia Day is on the 26th of January. So we usually have a working game 
before February at the latest. I think it was a little bit earlier the year just gone, but I would expect somewhere in that mid-early January we'll have at least some news about the new game because, as we know, we're going to have 17 teams this year, so there's going to be buyers, a bit of talk going around as to how many buyers each team will have, and obviously that's going to have some complications for NRL fantasy. And I would not be surprised, and I've got no inside word on this, that we may return to it's like a 25-man squad type deal, not too dissimilar to what we used to have in the Dream Team days and what Supercoach currently has, to my understanding. Uh, look, and there's also another platform. We've got Game Day Squad um, coming in hot next next year. So that'll be a pretty good yep. one to, to back onto as well. So well, like you said, listen to us and we should get some, keep it in our socials, we should get some um, some times and timeframes up. Uh, and with that, that wraps us up for Round 22, Buy, Hold, Sell, Avoid. Um, look, we'll get some last words. Louis, we'll, we'll get last words from you first. Will you, will you, any last words for the, for the week ahead? Yeah, no, uh, let's just... Hope for Parramatta wins, getting in that top four. Honestly, I that's all I'm 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 not playing fantasy classic anymore, so I'm looking forward to the games <laughs> and the finals. You look so relaxed, is that why? <laughs> that's why. Oh, and, and I'll beat Tim this week in draft. Hey Tim. Uh Kyle, about yourself, mate, last words? Um, yeah, mate, I'm going off to the Warriors Bulldogs game on Friday, and I'm not sure if I should be excited or I should be very, very worried. Uh <laughs> I might even Captain Matt Burden just to go watch him live and see him put Reese Walsh under some pressure with some of those skyrocket bombs. Should they change the name to the New Zealand Warriors? Warriors? Warriors. <laughs> Spelt with an O. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and Jason, uh, actually, we'll be seeing you this Friday uh, for the first time. And we're going to meet up at the Paraverse South game. Yeah, that's right. I'll get to prove that I'm not a hologram and you know, any of the Talking League community out there, I'm sure we'll bring a Sharpie with us so we can sign some autographs. <laughs> oh, yeah, not that, right. Not that anyone would do that because it would devalue any merch that you had anyway. Um, but yeah, bring your bee callers and your delete app phone cases. Um, should be a really good game. And there's some really good games this week. Obviously, you've got Panthers, Storm, you know, Eels and Rabbitohs. But I think Roosters, Cowboys, I reckon that's the game of the round. I reckon that's going to be a cracker on Saturday. Nah, some quality games of football. And look, maybe pray that we all have 17... Keep going through the next season or the next couple of weeks because I'm struggling. <laughs> I've got 20 plays. I can afford to lose one or two, so that would be interesting. <laughs> Must Have you be got, nice. a, got, a, got a spear wing fullback, bro? Must be nice. Jason Saab? Yeah, the boy? No, no, you can keep him. You can keep him. He's got a one-rate average of 61. I will let you know. All right, guys. All right, boys and girls, that's us for round 22. We'll catch you next week.